I swear it has a mind of its own. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Collective Conversations. I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and I'm delighted about today's guest, multifamily's most connected human, Tara Samuels. Tara is self-described relationship builder architect, founder and chief networking officer of AMP, which stands for Apartment Management Professionals, disruptor of norm, word dissector, middle name Grits, created the onion approach to networking. Tara, welcome to the show. That's a lot. I did I, not even realize how much was on my LinkedIn profile. Man, I sound nuts a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? We we love interesting people. Good. Let's say that. <laughs> I think well, it's interesting for sure, right? That That is true. Why don't you unpack a little bit of that? <laughs> Tell our audience, we have both listeners and viewers, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh, how much time do you have? That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'll give you kind of the 30,000 foot view. I love to talk and I just, I'm on a mission no matter what job I ever had. Um, I've, I'm 20 years plus in the multifamily industry, but no matter what, I always wanted to bring people together genuinely. I don't like rehearsing. I don't like cue cards. I just like authentic conversation and I'm known for not really liking small talk. So, oh. so how do you get to all those connections? Um, Specifically multifamily, I'll tell you that I've been in the industry on the owner management side as well as the supplier side. There's a lot of stories, a lot of history. I'm sure you can kind of imagine what all of that entails, but I think all of that lends itself to just my mission to connect people. And oh, you know what I forgot to tell you is, do you want a little bit about the family? Please, yes. Okay. <laughs> So ironically, I met my husband, Rob Samuels, who's also in the industry, who also works for Trash Butler. We met at the Indiana Apartment Association trade show of all places. And at the time I was in recruiting. And so I thought he was trying to recruit like he needed help with a job, not knowing he was recruiting like his next spouse. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Together, we have a blended family, three kids. Uh, Holden is 18, just started college. And then we have Kendall, who's 17, going on 45. Oh, yeah. And then Parker, who's 15. And we're a little bit unconventional at the moment. I actually live in the northern suburbs of Chicago. And he lives in the northern suburbs of Atlanta. So we have been doing a long distance marriage for many years. And the finish line will be next July. So oh. I will be moving to Atlanta. All right. So, oh, so I'm super curious. I am sitting in the northern suburbs of Atlanta right now. Oh, we're in Canton. <gasps> Kennesaw. So we're not oh, too far. I'm always in your neck of the woods. We're always looking for like the, I love shopping, like cute little shops in the downtown. We're always, we're foodies. So uh oh. Oh yes. Yeah, Look us up I like get... Excellent. I love Canton. It's a. Uh, we moved here sight unseen, and so when we got here, That's we tough. kind of bought a house before we actually moved here. And I think if we had to do it over again, we would probably move over to that side. Um, nothing against Kennesaw, but anyway, you're yeah. in a good area. I love it. 
I yeah, that. no, it's awesome. We have, I'd love to. We have some really awesome favorite places. Downtown Canton's kind of booming. Um, so, and they have a great farmer's market too, as I don't know if you're into that stuff, but um, so that's the family side of me. And then, yeah, I'm massive networking junkie. So, <laughs> in, in fact, in your, I guess your name on LinkedIn, you say Tara Networking Takes Work Samuels. That, so, I think that talk about that. It takes work. I I believe that to be true. It does take work. So there's there's kind of a method to this madness going on in my head. Um, I find myself to be a word dissector, and so there's a couple of things. If you look at like a lot of people have this idea that oh well I'm networking but nothing's happening. Well, just asking questions is not networking. You're most of the time you're you're vomiting your own stuff on people, and you're also just kind of like interviewing rather than authentically connecting. And so, I try to just teach people the approachable ways to network, but that it does take work and commitment and consistency. And so, if you're not doing those things, you're not really going to net the results that maybe you have like in your mind. Um, but I just, I really feel, and I also dissected the word apartment and every interview, including the one that I did for you, I ask, you know, what sets you apart and why are you meant for this industry? So I'm trying to just network with authentic questions that I think are going to net some substance rather than surface questions. So, um, I, I want people to know that, and plus it's kind of catchy, right? I mean, LinkedIn is it's a great place to network, but a lot of people don't really know how to do it or they're afraid. And so I think I'm giving you kind of a, an icebreaker just in my name with, that's right. hey, networking takes work. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. I, I want to play off of that for just a second because it, it brings to mind for me, um, are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? No. So he's just a, he's a social media guru, but he uh, in guru is probably well, that's probably misplaced. But anyway, he's he's all over the place. One of the things he says about anything and everything is that it, it's a marathon. and He's playing a long game in my imagination. Just to unpack that word work, right? Work work to me doesn't mean, hey, this five minutes this afternoon, this little thing that we're doing and we're done like it's work mm -hmm. over a very long bit of time. Is, is that fair to say networking is? It's so fair to say, in fact, I'll piggyback on that when you're done. I'll have to try and remember not to forget this, but I like that's like the genuine core of my belief, what you just said. Yeah, it it's ongoing. It never stops, right? It it's um it's a little drip here, a little mm -hmm. drip there, and all along the way I I have to believe you're just extrapolating little pieces of information that you use later. I I'm sure yeah, and it's how you drip, like right? I mean, if people can smell fake a mile away, they can smell if you're like salivating for the sale. Like it's so obvious. I mean, I just came back from NAA and the things you sometimes see and hear just at a trade show booth, I, I want to go up and like share my sentiments and be like, guys, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> that's not going to get you the sale, but, um, it's totally the, the long, long game for sure. Um, if you're doing the networking authentically and correctly by building a genuine relationship, the sales will come organically in my opinion. Yeah. You, you know, that, 
that segue sort of when I was uh, putting together kind of loose research about our conversation today. I so you work for track uh, trash Butler, mm-hmm. um, but you you have this let's call it a personal brand. I, yeah. I just label it that way on on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I have to believe in my heart of hearts that that personal brand played out over a long bit of time has led to relationships that have yielded business for you and your organization. Is that is that fair to say? And can you maybe tell us a story about how that came to be at, at some point? Sure, that's 100% true. And so let's go back and rewind the clock to my property management days. Okay. I couldn't figure out why, like I find myself to be a nice person. And so when I'm calling communities, asking for their market surveys. You know, you come in on a Monday and your ownership, they're like, all right, we want to know what are the comps doing? What's, what was the traffic? What are the concessions, et cetera. Back in that day, we were faxing these, these sheets and I could never get people to respond. And I'm like, what the heck? Like why, these are my neighbors. Um, yes, they're my competitors, but guess what? Competitors are your peers. And my attitude was, I'm not always going to have an apartment ready for somebody, maybe the timing's off, or maybe we're fully leased, I should probably have a relationship with my neighboring communities so much so that I can send someone visiting my community if I can't help them to them. And gosh darn, I want my market surveys back. And (laughs) so I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm fixing this because I I'm so tired of this and people were rude. (laughs) But then all of a sudden in multifamily, if you offer free food, things change um so i i just i I had a beautiful clubhouse we were a luxury class a lease up community and i was like you know what come to me once a month i will supply the food and let's just get to know one another because i feel like if you take the layer like one brick at a time you get to know who that property manager is he or she will eventually be like all right tara you i can give you a market survey because i feel like you're okay you're good. We can be neighbors. We can be friends. And then that just spawned and and birthed the idea of an actual niched networking group that was born in the little suburbs of Chicago. And then it has grown into the city of Chicago. And now because of COVID, it's grown on a national platform. So it's my passion project, eight years plus in the making. Oh, that is. And how? so how many people I've uh, scrolled down your website, but I didn't count the number of people. You, you're well into the hundreds, I would guess. Just I'm just speaking of the amplified uh, per- profiles that you do on people. Oh, of the impressions interview. Impressions, yes. So these are people that I have handpicked who have literally made an impression on me. And you know what? Honestly, many of these people I've never even met in person. But these are people like yourself, because you're on there, um, who are doing something in our industry, whether they're a supplier or um, if they're a regional manager, a VP, C-suite, doesn't matter. I think I'm close to maybe 40, but um, I, I really think our industry is lacking some mentorship. And a lot of people just don't know how to go about it, who to approach. It's kind of scary to approach a Mike Brewer. like. You know, you're you have a big title. So how could I possibly as someone who's getting into the industry, how do I do it? And my hope is these 10 questions that everybody answers, they're all the same questions, allow people that 
approachability. Oh, it's so it, it's so good. It, um, call it an icebreaker, if, if you will. But, you, you know, you, you bring up an interesting point there about people with big titles in it, it's interesting. I um, I've thought about this a number of different times um, because of statements like you just made. But people with titles like mine, we're just people like everyone else, right? And and it's we have flaws like everyone else. Um, we're broken like everyone else. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I put my pants on the same way that everybody else does. I have some habits and routines that maybe differentiate me, but but just people. And so. I say all that to see this. I really encourage anybody that's young and youthful out there in, in the multifamily space or in business in general, don't hesitate to pick up the phone because people like me, people like Tara, will absolutely in a in a second, in a split second, will give you anything and everything you want in the way of of, of a knowledge base or an introduction or this or that. Right? Maybe, maybe we ask you a few questions, but we're certainly willing to to pass on the knowledge. hundred uh, percent. And I also think that it's important to see. Um, I don't know about you, but like. I want to see people that I can identify with. And the pictures are so important because you want to see people that kind of look like you. You want yeah. to feel included, um, varying age groups, um, varying ethnicities. Like, I think it's just important to show the diversity of our industry. And obviously, that's a huge topic that's been, a, you know, a big buzz over the last year plus. Um, but I think from someone like myself who transitioned long ago from on the management side, now over to the supplier side, I want to be able to meet people like me if I'm thinking of something like that. And how do I do it? And oh, good. Like, look, they started with a similar background. So that's the mission. I, I love it. I think you're doing something that is very, very special to the to the uh, multifamily space. And we'll be sure and link that up in our show notes because that's a place that everybody needs to go if you haven't been there yet. Just to kind of get a sense of who the maybe not the who's who in multifamily, but people right. who, yeah, can certainly give you information that you might need or introduce you to people that you might want to know. It's it's a very cool thing that you're doing. I have a question. I'm choking to death over here, by the way. So I'm going to continue sipping water because we are not retaking this. So if I start choking, oh, well. (laughs) We're going to see it real time and live. It's going to be. Yay. (laughs) We're trying to make this thing go viral. So we're going to choke Tara during the interview. That's right. Choke me to death. (laughs) So as I sit here and wipe the tear from like trying to hold back the choking, this is it, guys. This is me. This is real and this is raw. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so as you catch your breath, <laughs> I I want to pivot just a second because I'm asking you this for for a very selfish reason. Our our tagline, the multifamily collective, is to tease out human potential in the multifamily space. And and when I was reading through your LinkedIn, I think it's third paragraph of your about section. It says I that you have uh, habits and goals. Uh, that you do. I the way I read it, it was things that you do on a daily basis. So I would love to hear what you do on a daily basis to sort of amp yourself up for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will say that I am a, a student at heart all the time. I'll never not be a student because I think we should all be learning. And so my habits and my routines tend to evolve because I think they should. You don't want to get stuck, but um, I'm a little bit of a freak. In the morning, I am up usually and out the door by 5.30. I do a four-mile walk. My treat is at the halfway point. I grab Starbucks. 
So I walk to my Starbucks. Everyone at Starbucks is like, like, no joke, you walked here? And I'm like, yeah, man, I need to walk off the coffee. So I got my four mile walk. I am a massive Peloton freak. I got the bike before it was cool, um, almost six years ago. And so when I get back from my walk, I jump on uh, the Peloton. But during the course of my walk, that's my podcast time. So I'm listening to Mike Brewer. I'm listening to Apartments on the Go. I'm listening to non-industry people. I'm listening to Juvo Hub. I'm listening to, I mean, there's so many great people in our industry and out of our industry that I think really help me set the tone for my day. Uh, I make my bed before I leave. Uh -huh. I'm literally, and I had make my bed on one of my virtual book clubs because I also um, started a book club because why not um, <laughs> and make your bed I mean look at that library behind you you have got to have make your bed somewhere in that library I know you do true statement <laughs> okay so I make my bed um, when I always say that I grind the coffee beans at night which is true in the fall and winter when I switch to hot coffee so I walk to Starbucks to get my cold coffee <laughs> um, but I think routine is so important my daughter thinks I'm nuts the boys are a little bit more receptive. My daughter literally thinks I'm a psycho. She's like, I don't understand why you get up and leave the house at 530. And I'm like, because it just makes me feel good. And I think, like, honestly, Mike, if you have a routine, whatever that is, if you're consistent, your work just gets better. Your relationships get better because I'm happy. And as Elle Wood said, you can't kill people when you're happy because endorphins make you happy. <laughs> That's so, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. So those, there you those, go. Those two things don't add up. <laughs> they don't add up. But, you know, that's, it just leaves me in a great headspace. And so when I say I change it up, sometimes I change up my walk. I change up my routine. And by the way, I do it on the weekends too. Uh, I am truly nuts sometimes. But I, it just, it, it gets your heart pumping. And I actually have met people along the way who I'm like, they're like my friends now because it's the same people doing what I'm doing and we've learned each other's names and um, I give the Starbucks people kudos because I'm like, you know what, thanks for making my coffee. It makes my day. And when you get it right, man, I'm in a good mood. So it's just, that's my routine. You know, I you you speak to something that I think is, it's probably, the, in, at least in my head, it's the most underappreciated word in both personal and professional doings, if you will. And that is the word discipline, right? And as you suggested, if you get in a discipline, you get in a routine, you get in a habit, you get in a ritual, and it and it becomes imbued in your mind such that it's like muscle memory and it just it just happens, right? You don't have to think about it. You're just on to the next thing. In fact, when you don't do it, your mind's like, hey, 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 you haven't done that yet. <laughs> yes, I know this. <laughs> yeah. But but that that exercises that muscle called discipline such that when you're when you're doing something else outside of that ritual routine, now you have this discipline muscle that you can actually, to use your middle name grit, you can actually stick to it, right? And you can That's actually right. move a project through to the end because you've exercised this muscle all along the road, all along the way. And honestly, I'm trying to be not just a good example for my kids, but a good example to myself, because there, am I happy all the time? No. Um, right. I've been accused when I'm not smiling of having RBF and I'll keep it clean. But I think what, I think most people know what RBF stands for. Sure. 
<laughs> and I'm like, yeah, of course I have a bad day. I'm freaking human. But if I, if I have my routine and stick to it, then my, when I get upset about something, it doesn't linger as long. So I think that's that discipline is, I'll tell you what, there was some days this weekend where I didn't want to get up and walk. It was beautiful outside, but I was like, man, my legs are just tired. I just didn't feel like doing it. So what did I do? I did it anyway. And I just remember that it feels good. Um, it, you just have to, because I'm just less pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. There, there's so much value in that. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> and you know, at that, and the one point on the, on the making the bed, um, the one thing yeah. that resonated with me in that whole kind of making the bed thing is that it, to the extent that you can create small wins for yourself okay. very early in the morning, right? It, it's you build on those small wins, and making your bed is actually a small win. It's a small. <laughs> like do you, you make your bed I every do. day? Yes. See, that does not shock me. <laughs> yeah, it's a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, hundred percent. And by the way, it's like you know that feeling when you wash your sheets and you get into it for the first time, and you're like, oh, it feels so good. I get that same feeling when I'm like undoing the bed to just get in each night. And my daughter is like, she's a, she's a mess. She's like, mom, I don't understand why I have to make the bed. I'm about to get in it again. I'm like, oh, you just don't understand young one. Like it's yeah. just a different feeling. So I'm glad to meet someone else at my level who understands the making of the bed. <laughs> I highly encourage everyone to make their bed in the morning. hundred percent. I want to shift gears and talk about so mastermind. You've created a group. I mastermind for me resonates in my head because Napoleon Hill wrote a great book called and he wrote Think and Grow Rich, Master Key to Riches, and some other books, a giant tomb of a book of the laws of success. But so mastermind is really imbued in my head as it relates to him. But you've created a group. Can you tell us about your mastermind group and i think you have the first one coming up if i'm not mistaken yeah so um for anyone that's listening to this shocker i like to talk i think i mentioned that and so i was asked to moderate a group of really senior maintenance professionals across the country not just in chicago this is a widespread platform of lots of history in the industry lots of great people with um various backgrounds from not just conventional but student and affordable so we're we're getting these mastermind professionals particularly on maintenance together this was really the idea of adrian danila he is with birchstone residential he approached me and he was like listen you you have to moderate this thing because you have this great platform um, and by the way, if you don't know him, please network with him. I've just interviewed him on my impressions page. He is just like me as a male with the excitement of networking. And so because he's been in the maintenance profession his whole life in the apartment industry, he wants someone to help share the message of just bringing kind of that grassroots organic conversation together. It's not about someone preaching and pretending that we know everything. And you see how I am. The format is going to be just like this. It's conversational. We will laugh. We will tell stories. Um, we're big on storytelling because we want that relatability. So the first one's October 7th. 
It'll be uh, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's on my LinkedIn page if you want to sign up and register. This should be for everybody in the apartment industry, not just maintenance professionals. Um, the first topic we're going to talk about is the labor shortage. It's a real thing. So thank you for bringing attention to that because Adrian really deserves the credit. He just needed someone with a voice. <laughs> so. I, I love it. I I think that's that the mastermind principle in and of itself is a fantastic thing and bringing together people in a, sort of a shared mind space and it, it it always it never fails to yield bigger and better ideas right it's i think it's the underlying premise of it yeah I and just, we want people to submit questions because we again we don't want to preach we have ideas of our own but it takes work to bring a village together and solve some of these um you know, these challenges that we're going through. So it kind of reminds me of my property management days when everyone was going through something and we want people to unveil their secrets and share what they're willing to share so that, you know, we can go through this pandemic and then come out of it a little bit easier and having some friends. So hopefully people will network with someone that they will have never met otherwise. Yeah. Um, and we hope to make it fun. And Mike, you better be there. I'm signing up. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's public now. Now I have to it's be. Public it's public now. Have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but it will be hopefully monthly thereafter. I, I love it. We're going to put that in the show notes too, because I, I think that is an important thing. Hopefully we publish before the, the actual thing. Yeah, if, if not, not, no worries. Yeah, and if not, I, I will uh, I will ap absolutely promote that on my own site, because I think that is a valuable thing that you're doing there. So. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to go back because I think I segued away for to your AMP uh, profiles before you finish the story about the the market surveys and how that was yeah. local to Chicago and then it's branched out nationally. I, can you end cap that story for us? Because I think I just shot right over that and cut it off. So I want to be fair to that story. Yeah. So are you just asking about like the whole premise of the group and like the trajectory of it? Yeah. Or Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it started with, um, there was always a format, you know, no surprise. I'm organized. I have a plan. Um, I love to go off the cuff, but the idea first started in the suburbs of just gathering once a month, sharing ideas. And then it, it just, it grew into this, you know, Chicago and most urban cities have amazing communities that they want to show off. And Every time I would talk to a property manager specifically, he or she would say like, oh my gosh, you know, this great new Bazuto building just opened down the street. It's like two blocks from me. I have no time to go tour that facility. And this was before virtual tours were a thing uh, when I started this group. And so the idea was I would bring in a speaker, I would bring in food, I would bring in prizes, and we would end the, usually like an hour and a half, um, and we would end it with a 20 minute tour of the building, um, meet the team. Everyone wanted to see the models, see the amenity space, but we wanted to hear the story. How did your team do? What concessions, like what's working, what's not working? Everything that they were willing to share, it became like show and tell. Um, that was my favorite part of school. Uh, <laughs> You know, you like to talk, you like to, I'm just, I love being a storyteller. And so then it, um, with COVID, I had to pivot like everybody else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everything that I was doing in person, how do I still make this a meaningful platform for people? 
So that's when the impressions um, was born. So I decided, okay, uh -huh. mentoring is a thing. How do we do it? So I started just like by LinkedIn and Facebook groups, who was really shining to me? And how could I build this library of resources of these people who can tell a story? And I thought it was important to ask everybody the same questions because now I can go and and see the three tips of uh, of someone who wants to start in multifamily. And, you know, there's some personal, there's some multifamily stuff. And now, um, I, so then I also started a book club last year because why not? <laughs> and if I can just plug this man, my favorite book, Reflections of an Ordinary Man by Tom Bazzuto. Autographed read. copy, by the way. Whoa, jealous. <laughs> um, I have to say that, you know, I don't like to read books. So that's why I started a book club. And Mike, I know that you were a little, sh you're shy in these Very. public settings. And to combat that, you started doing videos. Like, that's right. <laughs> so I share like your sentiment about if you're scared of something, then you should go do it. That's right. So I started the book club. So that was another way to bring people together on a monthly basis. And now the mastermind um, maintenance series is going to be a, another monthly value add platform. Once we get the green light to kind of have everybody feel comfortable and visit properties again, then we're going to do it. So um, eventually this will move to Atlanta when I move to Atlanta, but for now it's stay, I know, right? Your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have some amazing sponsors. They're the ones that are fantastic and kind of foot the bill when we do provide prizes and lunch, but that's the whole premise be behind AMP. And like what you were saying about like kind of those bite-sized small wins, if you can just network and get one person added to your network, even if it's just one person a month, that's a genuine connection. To me, that's a win. And if it helps because I provided the platform, then it's all worth it. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, for whatever this is worth, I, I feel compelled to say this. You, you personally may never know of a connection that is made by way of your platform that yields some beautiful thing in someone's life. You'll never know, but that's true. But, right. But to me that knowing that that does exist and that will happen, right. Is just as valuable as those connections that you publicly do know about. So I only say that to, to sort of say this, there are times when you're running along creating content where you're thinking and no one's engaging with this. No one's liking this. Always these. But I recall one time that I, I I had this dry spell where I'd stopped. I had the I let that seed of doubt get into my head, and someone emailed me and said, "Hey, where where are you at?" Like, right? And it told me that somebody yeah. actually, even though they don't engage, they actually do get value out of it, and there are connections that are born out of that. So, Aww. I love it. I love what you're doing. I got put, goosebumps. See, and then so you started that train again. You're like, start, okay, I'm back on the train. <laughs> I was inspired. And and I, I say that to anybody that's going along, especially in the early innings when you're creating content, if if you get to a point where you're like, oh, goodness, this doesn't seem like it's really yielding what I wanted. It, yeah. it's, it's First and foremost, it's not about you. It's about what is getting created downstream from, from the words that you're putting into the world. But back to you. It, what you're doing and the way that you're creating value through the book club, through the amp imp impressions, <laughs> through I know the work that, <laughs> yeah, impressions, yeah, um, 
you're the you're the word slicer dicer i'm i'm uh, not so much <laughs> i love it but i love the value that you're putting out into the world i i truly can't wait for you to get to atlanta here so that we can meet in person someday that i think that would be very cool very very cool um but i do i do want to bring because i try to keep this kind of the length of a commute uh i want to oh smart yeah i try that rarely happens but i try to keep it to the length of a commute so I want to I want to try to bring us to a close, but I want to leave room for you to to speak about Trash Butler because I certainly think it's important sure. for you to promote your product here. Um, there's there's no affiliation for whoever cares about that stuff in our in our world. Right. Uh, uh, doesn't mean that we won't be someday, but we're not affiliated today. Uh, but anywhere that people can find you online, anything else that you want to promote where you're adding value to the multifamily space. And then I would love it if you would just leave us with a word of encouragement that is off the cuff, because as you know, nobody prepared for this interview. So we did not. Yep. Anything that you want to give to our audience uh, as a closing remark, and we'll just wrap up here. Um, if I could just say one thing, it would be, well, kind of like my motto, if you will, is facts tell, stories sell. So no matter, and I really wish I could give credit to, I heard it 20 plus years ago, and I wrote an article a couple of years ago for Units Magazine about mm -hmm. like 10 ways to amplify your network. And one of the things, whether you're a leasing agent, whether, you're, whether I'm gonna talk to you in the future about Trash Butler, I really think that you take your brochure and your owner's manual and you toss it and you just tell stories because that is the authenticity that I'm looking for. Is that a word? Authent authenticity? It is, right? We're going for it today. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that wants to correct me, feel free. Um, but I really think, and I always tell the story when I was a leasing agent, I would I would teach and train when I was a property manager, my leasing professionals, when was the last time you went to buy a car? And they'd be like, oh, it was such and such time. Great. So when you got to the car dealership, did they just say, here you go, here's the owner's manual, sit down, read it, and then I'll come back and get you. And they're like, well, no, they let me go on a test drive. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Allow people, and think about this when you're networking, stop vomiting your stuff on people. <laughs> I'm not gonna run around and be like, trash butler, trash butler, trash butler. I mean, eventually if they wanna do business with me and they wanna hear about how our butlers make the difference and what differentiates us from others, if they wanna engage with me, I will share that with them. But first, tell stories, just be ready in a networking setting or any other setting, even a family event, be ready with a story, have icebreakers. Um, I was on a podcast recently where I talked about ways to engage with your team and engage with your residents and storytelling. It's what I talk about. So facts tell, stories sell. It's changed my life. Credit to whoever told it to me 20 plus years ago, because I say it all the time. <laughs> So I guess I'll just leave you with that. I, I hope that's helpful. Oh, I, I think that is a very valuable nugget. And uh, if I had a research team, I would send them off to find out, but I don't, so we won't. <laughs> but if you do find out, please, because I want to give them credit because I've been stealing it every day for 20 years. So please, but I, I always say it's not, I didn't come up with it. So, but whoever did is brilliant. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. Tara, this has been awesome and i really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do it it's oh, it's been thanks. wonderful 
But can I just say one thing about you? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you have been so inspiring to me because I feel like you have just this ability to tackle something that might be a fear and make it into a positive. And you don't know how many people you've changed. And I've taken so many nuggets of information because remember my four mile walk every day, I've got my certain people that I listen to and you're one of them, but sometimes I'm watching on your YouTube channel and sometimes I'm listening. And I just want you to know that what you're doing is amazing. And I appreciate like what you're doing for our industry because it's super inspiring. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. I, I will receive that, even though that's very tough for me to do. But I, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for that. I, I truly, truly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on this show. It, it means a lot. And I can't wait till we're hanging out in Canton. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll do it. That'll be very, very fun. Well, thank you again, Tara. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.